Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction. We're hoping a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. As I like to do with every episode, give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill. He is our producer, and uh, he is the one that allows for this to be able to be put out there and for you generously taking the time to listen to it. All that's good about this podcast is because of him. Anything that you sit back and go, that wasn't so good, I'll take the full responsibility for that. Uh, If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything about Crosswinds, I just want to encourage you to go to crosswinds.church. You can communicate with us through our website. That's sort of our information hub at crosswinds.church. Well, if you weren't able to join us last week, I would encourage you to to go back to episode 41. Uh, I'm sitting here with Erin Collard. She is our kids director at, at Crosswinds. And I'm um, just so excited. We got to hear her story a little bit, but we're going to dig into um, her ministry here, uh, what she leads in the kids' ministry, what she hopes to do as she comes alongside parents, all of those things. But before we jump right in, Erin, thank you so much for being back with us. Thanks for having me again. So we sort of led off last week, sort of the cliffhanger, um, was you, you, you come in and you're part of staff. Uh, for just over a year. You're the large group director. Um, Brian comes on as a family uh, life pastor, and you become the director of kids ministry. Um, and that happens at what time? At what time was that? Was that like right before Christmas? Was that? Um, I believe I officially uh, stepped into that role just after Christmas. Okay. So we're looking at about two months before COVID. Hit. Right, right, right. So, so, so Brian's yeah. in a new position. Yeah. You're in a new position. Yep. You're, he's overseeing family ministry, which means the the kids ministry and the student ministry. He had been their student pastor, and you were the large group director in kids ministry. And now you're the kids ministry director. And so I'm assuming you guys are sitting. You're you're making plans. It's January. You're working together, and then what? Not even two months later, right? Um, Shut down. Right. So you had an interesting introduction to, to sort of uh, directing the kids' ministry, I would assume. That's Definitely. sort of unique to most people. Right. Uh, right. Because, you know, the way you guys led uh, through that was tremendous, uh, but certainly unprecedented. Uh, so talk to me about that a little bit. You know, we're going to get into the ministry, but talk to me about it for you. I mean, I'm assuming that had to be a little challenging. Oh, definitely. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was challenging for all of us, it but was. I wasn't even new here. You know, I've been here for a while. Yes, well, um, yeah, so not only uh, did I have a new role to assume and learning all the different responsibilities and what was entailed in this role, but... Um, yeah, in the matter of two months of being in this role, um, we had to learn basically how to do ministry in a whole new way. Um, so we had to find a way to reach the families um, when we weren't able to be in person. And that was um, a real that, – that stretched me um, considerably um, – because it it was just it was hard for me to really picture you know kids um, 
being engaged um, without being in person. Uh, but I was just really uh, proud of uh, just the work that Brian and I were able to do with uh, providing um, online services uh, that we could provide uh, for the kids when we weren't able to meet in person. And um, that I can still remember that very first one that we filmed together. It was, uh, I was extremely nervous, you know, and, um, you know, you were going to be a movie star when you took the position, did you? Exactly. I'm like, but, and it was so strange too, because of course, you know, we're, uh, on the stage in kids ministry with no audience, you know, and, but interacting with Brian and I found that with each, uh, recording that we did, it became a lot easier. And um, it was just a lot of fun, too. And I I became more relaxed and more comfortable with that. Um, But I will say, you know, when we were able to open our doors and offer in-person ministry again, it was a huge relief for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, you know, when when we were having the COVID shutdown and, and we were meeting here on Thursday nights usually to do the filming for... Uh, the recording for mm-hmm. the service for our weekend service, and I'm so thankful for like Elijah, who's a producer of the podcast. You know, oversees uh, all of our technical stuff, and so we were ready. Like we we were ready to do the recording. We we were we already had an online service, but I mean, he amped it up even from there. But I enjoyed. So no one else in our culture was really being able to get together for church. Some in some areas there were, but we're in New York. Right. If you're listening, as we were in New York, so <laughs> it was a whole whole different scenario than most of the country, mm-hmm. and for longer than most of the country, we we're doing this online thing. And and I love the fact that I still was gathering with at least a small portion of the church, usually about twelve to fourteen people, if, if that sometimes. Um, but how how different it was, right? You know, there, there's not the church family sitting, and and you know. Um, but yet, how it prepared us. So we still have a pretty large now online gathering yes. uh, for our services. And, and certainly, you know, as people get sick and so forth, they just sort of watch and participate from wherever they're at. So it, there was good things that happened out of that that we became, I think, even better right. at ministry through it. You know, I, I like to say that although our campus was shut down, our, the church never was because that's us. Exactly. And so I, I, I'm proud of how my Crosswinds family which I'm a part of, uh, really stood up to the challenge, uh, did, mm-hmm. did well as God worked through that. But like you, you know, from the from the onset of, of realizing we're going to be able to have live services here, one of the commitments we made early on was that we wouldn't have a live service for adults unless we could have it for children too. Like that was our commitment, that, that we're a church for all the generations, and, and we didn't want to have services that just adults could show up at and the children couldn't. So that put us a little further back from some churches. And we took our cue from some other churches that we respect and watched and talked with, and they had made a similar type commitment. But I do remember uh, the first service where we were able to all be back. It looked different, yes. felt different. Right. Um, but uh, but but we were able to be back as a church family. And what what what, a, what an amazing, as much as I am proud of the what the church did as the church during the time of the shutdown, um, I couldn't have been more excited to finally be on campus again with everybody. Definitely. And yeah. obviously it took time. Right. It's still taking time for people to yep. to work their way back in and, and you know, we have new people and all those things. Talk to me a little bit about the challenge of all of a sudden, because you're in this position, two months, there's a shutdown. 
you're preparing for the sort of grand reopening, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the first time in the church's history. And we have a long, like we're talking long history as Crosswinds in this community. Um, I mean, way before me, way before you. you know, I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. way back, like, you know, hundreds of years back type of thing. Right. And uh, like over 100 years ago, um, the church started. So here's this unprecedented moment. We have this reopening. Talk to me about the challenge. I mean, it's always challenging to get kids workers, right? I right. Mean, I've heard that all across the board. It's one of the positions in the church I've never led, but as lead pastor, certainly saw it across, and even as a student pastor with my counterpart in kids ministry, realizing how difficult it can be, especially in a growing church, especially an active ministry church with kids, how hard it can be to find people. How was that? Like, we're, we're kicking off, grand opening. I think we started with kids' ministry at one service? Yep, just at 9 o'clock. Right, yes, because, initially. because it was it – was that, and that's, that was a big step, right? Right, right. Yes, uh, that was certainly a challenge um, that we were faced with, um, just not really knowing um, what to expect, how many to expect. Um, prior to our reopening, we did uh, send out um, – some questions for families and for our ministry partners who had been serving before COVID to try to gauge where everybody was at. And because we certainly wanted to be uh, sensitive and respectful uh, of where people were at um, in their comfort level, um, because certainly when we initially opened back up again, uh, and even still today, I mean, COVID's still a very real thing. Um, but we were still in the beginning stages of navigating everything. And um, and because we had um, just so many people at various levels of comfort, we knew that there were people that did not feel comfortable um, coming, coming back to serve or to attend. Um, at that point, there weren't any um, vaccinations available. And, you know, we everybody was still masking and, you know, things like that. And um, so again, you know, it was a whole new territory for all of us. And um, And, and we ministered to a diverse group of people. Right. And so not everyone, you know, we, I, I gave a message when we were still sort of in the shutdown mode, knowing that we were getting ready to be in the open mode and, and use the stoplight. I got it from a, from yes. an acquaintance of mine at, at, at uh, 12 Stone. Kevin Myers had used this, this, and I thought that the stoplight is a beautiful way of, of talking through this and saying some of you are green light, mm-hmm. which you're like, I'm ready to get back. Like, I'm, I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to whatever. Some are a yellow light, you know, who are sitting there saying, I'm ready, but I'm, I'm a little cautious. And some are a red light. Right. We're not ready yet. You know, we don't know enough about this, you know, whatever. And the importance of a church to realize – we need to to believe what we believe, as far as you can have your personal beliefs, mm-hmm. but that we need to, the scripture says uh, over and over again, bear with one another. And so the yellow light people probably were the easiest, right? Because they're sort of right in between anyway. But that meant that red light people have to bear with the green light people, and green light people have to bear with the red light people. If not, we're not really uh, learning the lessons we should learn as a church on how to, to deal with one another, right? But right. but that was difficult. And, and certainly, I, I, I know you went through it. I went through it. Um, especially the green and red light people wanted to tell us, just forget about the red light people. 
And the red light people just forget about the green light people. Right. And we're like, no, we're not going to forget <laughs> about anybody. We're going to try to do this in a way that honors Christ. Right. And, and, and what that meant sometimes, it, went, it meant a, a lot of people were unhappy. Right? I right. mean, you know, are, are yes. uncomfortable. Right. right? And, and yet you do what you're called to do. And so that must have been difficult for you, right? You probably oh, had people all across the spectrum saying, we're not ready, maybe someday, whatever type of thing, and right. probably upset because the kids came back there wearing masks. We're wearing masks, right? right. Of course, there were some people that didn't want us doing that. Right. And then there was a time where we decided, you know, okay, as a church, we don't have to wear masks. The schools are, but we're going to go with what we're required as a church. Mm-hmm. And people were like, well, if my kid has to do it there, we want to do it here. Right. So how did you manage that? I mean, you know, there's a lot of criticism. You're new in this position anyway. Uh Some of that, um, I'll take the responsibility for as lead (laughs) pastor, right? It was like, this is where we're going. And and so there's the other uh, challenge. Even as a staff, we have to bear with one another. Right. You know, and and, um, I think we were all on the same page on this. We're going to do what we're going to do together. Right. But that doesn't mean we were necessarily in our thoughts thinking, that's a great idea. That's, you know, <laughs> I, I have no false impression of, of me thinking that every decision we made, which wasn't all my decision, but my, my point is I bear the responsibility on those things, not you. But you still carried some of those things out. How was that, how was that time for you? Because, again, I, I want people to understand you're new in this position. <laughs> and now you're facing uh, a, a historical challenge for churches all across this country, but especially for us here in New York. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? Well, it definitely was stressful, <laughs> to say the least. I think, you know, um, well, with kids ministry, it w- it's unique, especially um, because, you know, as we progressed through this and as um, vaccines became available and d- adults were able to be vaccinated for quite a while, you know, kids didn't even have that option. And so... Um, it was, um, I think, frustrating for those who were either attending or serving who had been fully vaccinated to ask to still be masked for a time. And um, so it was definitely just kind of navigating all that. And I think also, too. Um, and we had people who didn't, were not vaxxed. Right. And we didn't force anyone. Like, I want to be very clear on that. We let people have their views. Right. You know, we tried to make it as non-political as we could, yeah. and and definitely one of the highest political cultures that we've probably ever had, in, at least in my lifetime. Yes, yeah. Um, and so there was that challenge with your, some of your team. And I, I want to give a shout out to some of the people on your team. I'm not going to do it by name, <laughs> but I know them who felt that wearing a mask was useless. They were definitely green light people. Mm-hmm. And because of their commitment to God in, in the ministry, the kids' ministry, they wore it every week. Right. And, and and then I want to give the same shout out to people when we went maskless, who their thoughts were, you know, we, we should still be wearing this. But out of respect to the Lord and the church, they still came. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we never, by the way, told people they couldn't wear one. Right. Um, interesting enough, we did tell people they needed to for a while because that was <laughs> sort of the way we wrestled with how do we honor those who are over us, right? I mean, the scripture talks about that too. And mm-hmm. a lot of prayer, a lot of leaders coming together. And we had some people who thought, if I can just talk to the leaders, I can change their mind. And the truth of the matter is, no, you couldn't have. We, we prayed hard. I mm-hmm. mean, the decisions we made were hard decisions. And uh, But I want to give a shout out to them too. And of course, you had some people who said, I'm not going to be a part of that chaos. Right. So how did you wrestle with that? that that's, a, that's a lot of people. It's like herding cats. Right. <laughs> well, you know, we very quickly learned that 
it was impossible to please everybody and that that wasn't really what our our goal was. You know, our goal was to make sure that we were um, keeping ourselves and those around us as safe as possible, you know, doing, taking all the safety precautions that we needed to and um, felt were necessary. Um, And so I think certainly when things did open back up again, the challenge that it did create, um, well, let me back up a little bit, you know, when, when we were closed and we were able to off um, our online, um, offerings became, you know, so much greater and developed and which was so wonderful because it gave um, people a way to stay connected. Yes. Um, But at the same time, too, I think, you know, what we have seen is um, some people that have um, maybe become comfortable, you know, with um, online services and who we haven't been able to welcome back in person yet, you know, and whether it is families attending or ministry partners serving, you know, whatever the case may be. So that has been, I'd say, probably the biggest challenge, you know, that has been. She's being very polite. Let me put it this way. (laughs) If you can be here, get here. (laughs) We miss you. Well, yes, for sure. I know. If you can't, we understand. Online's for you, but if you you can come on. Yes, you know. We, we I mean, you. it would love to. We would love to be able to see some of these spaces, you know, yes. that we haven't seen in a while. And but it's been really cool because we continue to see um, people returning yes. over this past, yes. you know, year and a half to Absolutely. almost two years, and so and to really understand, you know, that. Um, Timelines are different for everybody too. Absolutely, you know? absolutely, and some some have gotten out of the habit, and it's hard mm-hmm. to get back into it. Right. And, and as we see people start to do, and I say that because people have told me that mm-hmm. they've showed up and said, "Look, I was out of the habit," yeah. and then you know they're here like three weeks or something. They're like, "Why didn't I just you know do that?" Right. Some of it was for health reasons, and there's yep. still you know goodness, still still some of that going on as well. But really, a lot is to, to me because I know you, uh, and some of the people listening to you do, some don't. But I understand just from hearing you, your heart your heart for, for kids' ministry, which isn't just to kids, it's to families. Mm-hmm. And so talk a little bit about that. Talk, let's turn the corner a little bit away from COVID, but just your heart for for families and for kids and, and you know some of your background where you had this foundation in Christ. And by the way, some of my background, where my parents dropped me off at church, that's how I came to Christ at a young age. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was exposed to the things of Christ even though they didn't go. I know it sounds weird, but that's what happened for me. Yeah. And even allow me to go to a vacation Bible school where I gave my life to Christ. And so you have a heart for for coming alongside parents, being with kids like yourself, raising a Christian home, helping those parents. Right. But you have kids here in my situation, you know, where maybe a grandparent's bringing them or another significant person, a friend's mom, like your husband, you know, a friend's mom yes. is a vitamin. Right. So talk to me a little about your heart for kids ministry here at Crosswinds. Yes. Um, you know, I... I I saw this as a teacher and I see it, you know, in my position now, just the um the hunger that kids have, especially. They have a hunger for learning, you know, in the school setting, but they also have a hunger for learning God's word too. And I think um I don't want to stereotype, you know, kids by any means, but you know, as they get older, you know, 
it's easy to kind of to lose that hunger. I think about my, my poor kids, I'll mention this to them, but I've seen, you know, as they get older and they're schooling, you know, that I have to kind of nudge them a little more to, you know, do their homework or, you know, I hear more complaining like, oh, I don't want to go to school and, you know, and... You don't want them to lose that hunger for learning, and you don't want them to lose that hunger for learning about God and, um, you know, to grow closer to him and have a relationship with him. And um, I just think that, you know, in those formative years, it's such a critical time. I mean, every stage through life, there's definitely critical moments, but to be able to... um, there's so many influences in our lives, you know, from such a young age. And, and more now than ever. Oh, yes. And it becomes such a, um, a battle. And um, to be able to be that po- a positive influence for them. I, you know, I say to other um, adults in my kids' life um, who, like, in, now that they're in student ministry, I tell them I'm so thankful that my kids have you, you know, as other adults, you know, um, that are godly influences in their lives. Um, you know, of course, it's wonderful for kids to have, you know, to grow up with parents, you know, um, helping them to build their foundation. Um, but yeah, as you know, you know, not, not all kids have that. Yeah. And to be able to offer that to them, you know, at through yeah. my role and through kids ministry. Yeah. And you can never take the role of a parent. Right. Uh, you know, that's not what your job is. You want to come alongside them. Right. But you're, you're, you have sort of this two pronged. And when I say two pronged, it's multi pronged really, because everyone's story is different. Mm-hmm. But you have a, a group of people who have a Christian home. And you're able to come alongside them and reinforce what they're teaching. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, uh, me as a parent too, I've, I've loved the fact over the years that when my kids aren't going to talk to me, when they headed off to children's ministry, kids' ministry, or, or student ministry, I trusted who they were talking to. Right. I mean, that was a, that was a big deal. Um, but there's also uh, children who come here, and this is the only exposure they have to Christ. And mm-hmm. so you have these two prongs of of type of kids and everything in between and everything, right? Everyone's story is a little different. But you're saying I'd, we'd love to come alongside parents. Um, but that's even an interesting thing because some parents like yourself have, you know, you, you've been in church forever, so to speak. Right. And then there's other parents here. They may not even be a Christian yet or they're new. And so their their dependency on on you guys is, is stronger. You know, teach us right. what do we do with our kids? What do we do at home with them? And one of the things I love that you guys offer is that type of guidance. You know, you don't you, you understand and 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 that the the short period of time that you actually have them on a Sunday morning per se, it, it, it has to influence that influence has to be broader. And, and you send things home. You you're so intentional about uh, uh, allowing. Families to be resourced uh, to to be able to allow their kids to grow in Christ. So I appreciate that, and Thank and uh, because as lead pastor, um, man, I don't see the kids as the church of tomorrow, although they are. But they're the church today. Mm-hmm. Like when you say yes to Jesus, it doesn't matter if you're five, fifty, a hundred. Right, you're in the kingdom, and right. God has a place for you in the kingdom. And you know, I just want to piggyback on that too. You have kids serving in kids ministry, right? 
Like they're doing ministry as kids, yeah. right? So you're not waiting. You're not saying, well, man, when they turn 18, they can do something for God. Right, They're exactly. like doing it now. Yeah, and that's kind of a natural progression that we do have in kids' ministry too, that you know we celebrate when um, – their time in kids ministry has ended, but we also, you know, invite them to come back and serve, you know, and help them understand that that is a natural progression, you know, in their relationship with God and a step for them to take that and that it's important. Yeah, I appreciate that because when we got here, um, my youngest was still in the kids ministry, but then he continued to serve through kids ministry all the way up through high school to he went away to college, right? You know, and it, it was great to see him. Um, matter of fact, part of his he's now studying to be a pastor, but part of that call came from um, the time serving uh, in, the, in the kids' ministry here. Because I was very careful of each of my kids. There's no family business here. Like, I'm a pastor. <laughs> you do what God's called you to do, yeah. right? He's called us all to be disciple makers, but our vocation is something unique to us. And so, um, matter of fact, I was probably more passive than I should have been, <laughs> not trying to discourage, but just trying to say, if God wants it, He has the ability to call them. I don't want to be the one to call them, right. because when when they when they go into ministry and things get rough, I want it to be them and God, you know, not not something else, uh, me playing a role that I shouldn't have played there. So I appreciate so much um, this the the influence on that. And now I'm sitting as a grandfather, and I have um, both my grandkids in our kids ministry, right. And I just, I just, uh, I'm thrilled to see that, you know, it, it, it's just such a, an amazing blessing. So coming out of COVID, I'm going to go back to that for a minute. Mm-hmm. A lot of the staff filled in places. Yes. Like even now we'll get, we have used base camp, right? Sort of our yes. inner staff connectors and says, yes. Hey, we have Help a couple of places, you know, yes. yeah. and, and I want to give a shout out to the staff because a lot of them have, have said, I can do that. And yes. they've, they've jumped in there. Yeah. But my guess is, I'm just guessing. You would rather have a fully staffed kids ministry with people who are being equipped and have a heart for those children. Speak to the people who may be listening to this who are wondering, hmm, you know, the Spirit's sort of tugging on them. Is that a ministry I should be a part of or not? What would you say to them? And and even prayer-wise to, the, to whoever's listening to this, hey, pray for us, because one of, the, one of the neat things is we are seeing a lot of families come back. We're also seeing a lot of new families and right. so I'll get numbers all the time and say, we had the largest since COVID, right? right. The largest since. Yes. The problem is each of those kids need people pouring into them. Exactly. Like you can't just put a bunch of children in the room, throw a Bible at them and say, go at it. Right. Um, talk about sort of what your heart is to see that the ministry staffed. Oh, definitely. So yeah, um, for sure, that praise of seeing more families, more kids, um, in attendance, definitely, it, it comes with a prayer request because, <laughs> yes, um, the more kids we have, um, the more ministry partners are needed. Um, and that's our volunteers. We call them ministry partners here because yes. that's what they are, ministry partners. Right. Um, and the thing that is unique about kids' ministry, too, is um, we do have um, – Ratios that we need to make sure. Um, and safety procedures, ma- we do background checks. And so, one of the reasons staff are able to just to jump in is because we all have background checks. Right. <laughs> yes. So, yes, I'm, I'm sure people are so thankful to be, you know, grabbed uh, at a moment's notice. But I, I'm I've so never appreci- heard him complain. <laughs> yeah. All I've ever heard when we get together is, is, is how God's work. So, yeah, yeah, I, I again, want to applaud them. Yes. Um, so, you know, um, 
I would love, we, we've had to definitely make some um, adjustments and modifications to some of our programming to um, account for just a, a not as many ministry partners as we had had before. Um, and I am thankful that I think... Um, I think we are, it was maybe about nine months after we reopened um, when initially we were just offering the nine o'clock service. I think about nine months later, later, we were able to start offering the 11 o'clock service for kids as well. So we have it at both our hours, yes. 9 11, fully staffed. I mean, it's fully functioning. <laughs> right. Yes, it's fully functioning. Um, but yeah, my. Uh, there, there's so many different uh, areas um, that are available um, in kids' ministry for serving. So, you know, um, and I understand, you know, different personalities, different strengths, you know, different gifts that we all have, um, you know, for people that really like to meet new people and um, – are outgoing, you know, to be able to be a part of our, our welcome team to help check in kids and, you know, um, get new families situated is so important. We have uh, the people who serve in our nursery area, our baby boulevard. Um, so, you know, if like teaching a lesson is intimidating or it sounds a little scary, you know, if to be able to hold a baby is um, so important too, you know, and to um, just give the parents the opportunity to attend service and to know that their children are well cared for. Um, and, you know, we we offer kids ministry all the way from um, ages six week six weeks uh, through fifth grade. So, you know, if the older kids, you know, if you know you're kind of have a more natural tendency, you know, with the older kids, you know, small group leaders um, are such a vital part, you know, that's the chance where you can really um, get to know these kids on a more personal level and connect with them, connect with their families on a more personal level too. And even at the preschool age too, we have our our small group leaders as well. Um, We have um, opportunities to serve on stage as a part of our worship team or um, hosting a kid's programming in the morning. And I must say, you know, um, I've been, I've hosted, I don't know how many um, mornings and kids now. And that is not a natural, (laughs) natural thing for me, even though it's a bunch of kids, you know, that I'm in front of. Um, But, you know, I think it's become a lot easier, and I've become more comfortable with it, you know, each time. And I saw you and about a month and a half ago do that, and you did an excellent job. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing things that I never thought I yeah, would absolutely, be doing before. absolutely. I'm dancing up on stage, you know. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, just all that to say that, you know, there's so many different areas and opportunities to serve in kids, and um, even so many things that happen beyond – Kind behind of behind the scenes, the scenes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. yes, you know, uh, some of our prep work that takes place, you know, gathering supplies or copying or, yeah. you know, things like that, you know. So you have organizational skills, but not necessarily direct children right. skills and still be used in the kids' ministry in a big way. Exactly, yes. So how would they get a hold of you? How, what, what are some of the best ways for them, if they're interested, how would they connect with you? 
Uh, well, probably the easiest way would be to email me. And, yep. and um, go to our website to do that, right? Exactly. Crosswinds.church. Yep. And you're right there, and they can email you, and then go from there. Right, yeah. And by the way, if you email her, it doesn't mean you ha- you're making a commitment. That's right. You know, we'll, uh, we'll meet, we'll talk yeah. about, you know, your area of interest. And um, always, too, when um, somebody shows an interest in serving in kids, um, I invite them to come um, just shadow for a day, too. Check it out and see what it's like. You know, no pressure. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to limit what God would have done in my life. But I can't imagine sitting in the seat I'm sitting in as lead pastor without children's workers. Like I said, my I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I was dropped off at church. They would pick me up afterwards. I mean, it was a crazy setup when you think about it. But it was it, originally it was those children workers, the kids ministry workers, who poured into my life and gave me that foundation that that blossomed mm-hmm. into a call into ministry. I felt that at a very young age, by the way. But it was it was. It was nourished through them. Um, when I first told my mom I was called to be a pastor, I was about the same age I came to Christ, five. And she cried, not in front of me, but later, thinking she had done something wrong. You know, And my, ma- my dad said, don't worry, he'll want to be a fireman tomorrow. You know, like it was some sta- like yeah. there's some stage that kids go through to want to be a pastor. I don't think so. <laughs> but um, but it, was, uh, it was at that time all the children's workers who poured into my life that allows me, when I look back, what God used to put that foundation that led me to where I am today. And so you just never know, you know, um, the role that you might play, whether you're putting material together, whether you're greeting a family at the door, teaching, holding a baby, all those things um, can make a huge impact in a a kid's life, in a family's life, and and in my case, several churches' lives because of just the fact of just the privilege I've been a part of some amazing churches uh, mm-hmm. on staff. And so what, what an amazing thing um, that is, just to consider as you're sitting out there. That's right. And why kids' ministry is so close to my heart um, as lead pastor is because of my personal story. I just know the impact it has made on my life, Yeah. the impact it's making, has made on my family's life because my kids are now older, but the impact it's making you know, on my grandkids' life and in my their, their, their parents' life. Uh, the other thing I'll throw out there too, as we start to wrap up, is you know, for me and my wife, we were we were not around my parents. We were not around our biological family, and so as we were raising kids, um, it was the church family who came alongside of us, and that's where we got our models. Mm-hmm. That's where we where we learned so much together yes. about what it meant to be Christian parents. And if it weren't for that, um, we would have been adrift. You know, God used the local church. He used in, in a large part, the children's ministry staff and so much to help come alongside us like you're doing yeah. and helped us be um, uh, the godliest parents we could be. You know, not perfect by no means, but growing and right. growing together. And so that's the other reason why the children's ministry is so close to my heart because it's had such a huge impact on my life and still does today. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, if you, if you could give one word, whether it's to parents, whether it's to kids, I'm sure many kids are not listening to this podcast, <laughs> but if you are, maybe you, maybe you are, but it, whoever, you choose who you want to speak to, what would be your final words? Um, just to remember, um, you know, that we're all a work in progress um, and that, you know, if we allow God, He will continually to work in our lives. You know that um, there may be some days where 
you know, things seem like, you know, it's all smooth and um, we got it all figured out. But then, you know, God gives us a reality check or whatever. But, you know, um, it's moments like those, though, that I'm reminded just the dependence that I, I need to have on God. Um, a verse that has been kind of my life verse, um, like he, I think as early as high school, is Philippians 4.13. And I just, that has kind of just become my, yeah, my verse that I always turn to. I think that just naturally, um, I'm in- introverted naturally. Um, and so some things are hard for me to picture myself doing. Um, but I remember, you know what, it's not my own strength. It's God who gives me the strength yes. to be able to do you these do things. all things through him, right? Exactly. Yes. Wow. That's that's a great word. Great word. Erin, mm-hmm. I have had so much fun these last two podcasts, getting to know you, hearing your heart. I hope you'll, uh, in the future, join us again I'd if you'd be to. willing to do it. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. You heard the commitment, everybody. Yeah. She said she would. So I'd love to have you do that. Um, but for now, I just want to let you know, thank you so much for joining us uh, on our podcast here. And we don't take for granted the time that you invest uh, allowing us to to either invade your car, your home, wherever you're listening to the podcast, maybe you're working out. Um, That means a lot that you're doing that. Um, Remember, if you want to check out uh, more information about this podcast or or really all things Crosswinds, go to crosswinds.church. That's one of our information hubs. Again, you can get in touch with us, but you can also get in touch with Aaron if you're interested in hearing more about what it means to serve in the kids' ministry here, uh, which is, uh, by the way, I, I can brag because I have nothing to do with it. Um, we have by far one of the greatest kids' ministries that your children and your families could be a part of. Um, I don't say that lightly. Uh, I say that with all honesty. And so wherever you find yourself, I'm talking to parents now on your parenting journey, um, you would benefit from connecting to the team here at, at, at Crosswinds. And uh, they're here to serve you. They're here to love on you. They're here to, to do life with you. Uh, we Many of us are parents, and we know the, the challenges that it is to be a parent. Uh, but we know the joys, and we know all. Anyway, been there, been there. And, and so we're journeying together. And so if we can help you in that journey, come on. Come on out and let us, let us do that. For now, for everyone out there who's been listening, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.